Welcome to another episode of Project Geekology. We're on episode 60, and I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. And today, we have a special guest, a, a close friend of mine. Her name is Tiffany. Hello, hello. <laughs> Tiffany, I appreciate you so much for coming onto the show. We're gonna be talking about Jujutsu Kaisen today, season one, mostly because season two hasn't finished yet. I'm excited to talk to you about that. Before we hop into the actual discussion, I'll tell y'all what I've been up to. So I've been researching for this episode, but I've also been playing Baldur's Gate 3, and I've been having a really good time with that because I've talked about how I've been playing D&D, and I've been having a really good time with that with my group of friends, and so this is kind of like playing D&D anytime I want to. On the day of recording, Ahsoka is coming out. Ahsoka is going to be coming out in three hours from our actual recording. And so I'm super stoked about that. I definitely plan to make an episode about that. And hopefully it's just as good as I think it's going to be in my head. So I haven't, you know, just been gaming, playing Overwatch. They released like a whole bunch of content, some PvE stuff, some story stuff, a new hero. My friend Tiffany, she loves Overwatch and is probably a better player than I because she <laughs> plays a lot more competitive than I do. How do you like the new hero? I play? love her. I main support, so she's really fun to play for me. Uh, she's also a nice little sniper too, especially if you can land her ultimate. It's actually pretty good, at least so far. I know, it took a little while for me to get used to her primary fire because it charges up and it's like a very thin shot. Mm -hmm. So like, you it's know. Like, the soft version of Soldier. <laughs> right, right. But it, it does a good bit of damage if you can land those mm -hmm. critical shots. But they've kind of freshened up a little bit. They added a whole new game mode called Flashpoint and a couple of maps. Those maps are massive. I like, don't know I about like, you. Okay. We have not been able to win any of those. They're I, so hard. They are really hard to like beat. Actually, I think I got my first win or second win on a Flashpoint map yesterday. I feel like New Junk City is a little bit easier than the other one. Yes. I think the other one is Life Weaver's map. I can't even remember the name right now, but it's really difficult. I feel like they're so huge. It's like you have to sprint across to the next point. I, I know. It, it's like, it's like running. I don't if know. If you like, don't have a Lucio or, you know, someone to get you though over there fast, you're kind of at a disadvantage. It's like an open world map. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's, what's going on right now? And I've been able to mess around with some of the PVE stuff. And it, it, it's cool, I actually do enjoy that they have added some stuff. It's Overwatch is like definitely needed that. And like I said, I don't spend as much time, at least lately, as much as you do. So you <laughs> uh, love your competitive. My competitive Overwatch. <laughs> it, it gets too stressful for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel like I, I fold in I, that pressure. I've been keeping in and out of Master, so it, it's been like pretty good. But it, once I fall back down, I'm like, I don't know about all this, but it's been fine this season. You see, this is a Master's <laughs> player. I'm a, I'm a filthy like, gold you know, I'm a gold player over here but yeah so Tiffany they know enough about me I don't need to talk much about myself but tell the listeners a little bit about you you're a really big anime fan this is why I have you on for this episode yes I love anime even just last month Anthony and I at Supercon we met the voice actors for Naruto and it was life-changing she was amazing but 
I think a lot of our friendship has actually kind of stemmed from our mutual love for anime. Oh my gosh, like what was it? I, even at Supercon, I was dressed for Chainsaw Man. We met so many people there. Oh my gosh, like anime just has been a huge part of my life now for probably since high school, like over a decade now. And even, right. even like, probably even before that, because I remember uh, like when I was a teenager, I would have like manga and you know, back, this was back in the days before it was cool. Like I used to get picked on for reading manga. So nowadays it's all cool. <laughs> I remember in high school, I wore that thing like a badge of honor. I was I know. like, I was the nerd. In middle school, it was definitely a lot harder mm -hmm. being an anime fan. So I posted on Twitter or X or whatever it is now that I'm planning on doing a Sailor Moon episode. And honestly, Sailor Moon was very big in those early days mm -hmm. for me in anime and Dragon Ball Z and, you know, the whole Toonami mm -hmm. era. And four so, kids, all yes, that. Yes, four kids. You <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh, the One Piece. Calling the rice balls donuts mm -hmm. and stuff. Oh my god, the jelly donut. <laughs> it's not the jelly it's like, donut. That doesn't look like a donut. Yeah, like, I'm like, that's clearly a rice ball, but okay, this is fine. But we're going to have Tiffany on again for the Sailor Moon episode along with another friend of mine named Hana. And that'll be a really fun episode. We're really glad to have you on, Tiffany, and I'm really excited to talk about this anime with you. This is an anime that you and I, we've been fanning <laughs> over it for a while now. If the sound is a little bit different for this episode, we are actually recording in a study room at a library, but it's super cool. And so it might sound a little echoey, but you know, I'll do my best to kind of lower that echo to the best of my ability. But yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. I think we're <laughs> ready to hop into the actual topic of this. My body's episode. ready. <laughs> Mine is too. Um, so Jujutsu Kaisen, what do you think about it? Like, how do you feel about the anime? Like, what made it click for you? Well, I was a manga reader before it came out, but what I really like about it is how it really like grasped a lot of people into the anime community. Like it was coming out around the time of like Demon Slayer. And I know a lot of these like other big titles were coming out, but something about this era of anime has like really been drawing people in. And I feel like of all Jujutsu Kaisen was really the one to like pick a lot of people up. I mean, the theme song alone was trending on social media, right. Gojo in general, even Sakuna, so many people like thirsting over them. Like I see all the edits, like the, the little sexy edits of them and even um i was telling anthony earlier about i have a younger sister who has absolutely no interest in anime but for some reason she's super drawn to jujutsu kaisen there's just something about it the art style the music the characters are also likable and even just like you could just watch any episode and i feel like you don't need to have any context it's like all the action just really grasps you it's very engaging it really is. So I'm a big fan of the shonen anime, mm -hmm. Demon Slayer and Naruto and you know, D DBZ was <laughs> like probably my gateway as far as anime. But the thing that I really like about this anime is that it's very action packed, very action oriented, but it feels very different. The animation and honestly, like I didn't even look into this, like probably should have, but it feels like it's mocap sometimes mm -hmm. like there's like motion capture like it feels like there's an actual person doing some of these movements and it looks so good 
and it looks so fluid. Like, I don't even think that there's moments, like, you know how there's moments in anime where the frames kind of drop a little mm -hmm. bit? I don't think that there's really any moments, not that I remember, any moments in this anime that that happened, but I feel like the characters are really cool. And obviously Itadori and Gojo like really like stick out, but sometimes it feels like this anime tries not to focus just on one character, even though, mm -hmm. you know, the whole plot is that they want, you know, Itadori to eat all of Sakuna's fingers so that mm -hmm. they can like destroy him as a vessel. When Gojo is just like absolutely <laughs> just insane. He's Gojo. Right. The and, Gojo. You know, for those of you who have seen this anime, like, you know what we're talking about. His character is like, he almost seems like broken. Mm -hmm. Like people literally can't touch him. Like yeah. it's like inches before they <laughs> stop. He has like a mini force field around him. And I think it's what like his, his curse is infinite void. Yeah, think, it's right? infinite void. And then he also has the ability to, oh my gosh, I, it's slipping my mind now, but where he's able to expel the energy as well too. So on top of oh, having the force field, right. he's also able to expel the same energy with the same strength. Um, I mean, I know that one episode where he does the purple and it pretty much destroys like a whole forest with just like his force fields. Right, yeah, that was during the... I think it's during the half part, like it's towards the middle where that right. one cursed vessel is attacking them. I think it's Hanami, the one with the flower. Yes, yes, yes. I think what like really drew me into this anime, I like the characters, mm -hmm. they're cool. But just the way it's written like really well, but like how well it's animated. Like that studio is working wonders. Where Whereas like you can tell with studios behind like, you know, Demon Slayer and My Hero that, you know, they're trying to get out as much as they can. I'm not saying that, that the quality is sacrificed, but it feels like the quality of Jujutsu Kaisen, it does. It feels like something that's been worked on for so long and that they don't have any deadlines mm -hmm. that they can just do. They can release it whenever they want to. It, it feels like somebody's like love child that they've kind of molded and it's something that's really just like well done. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? So I know you like, you know, Gojo. Is that, would you say that's your favorite character or do you? Mine is actually Toge, the one that he can only speak using fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> He's my favorite, the cursed speech user. <laughs> I, I like, I actually like him a lot too. He's one of my favorites. And Maki, <laughs> Maki is amazing. I like Maki because, so she can't use any curse abilities and she can't see any curses. So she has these special glasses that allow her to see curses, but her fighting ability with weapons, like curse infused weapons, like she's really mm -hmm. good. And the animation that they use on her is amazing. Yes, she's amazing. She, yeah, she's, I, I especially loved what they did with her in like that movie. Mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah, yeah, where she's fighting Utah. That's all that skirt scene in particular. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Panda, panda's oh, a trip. Oh, panda's yeah. just panda. Yeah, panda's just, just panda. panda. Panda, what, what is like a curse? He's almost like a doll. Like I, it's not like a stuffed animal, but he's almost like a robot kind of. Because remember the principle he uses like puppets right. and things like that. So it's almost like an extension of that. Right, like kind of like with Mekamaru. Yes. Yeah. Mekamaru, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, so. Let me see. Even Toto. Yeah. The best of Frendo. He's the best. 
tuna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> salmon. <laughs> Bonita flakes. Uh, there's a lot of characters to like in this anime, and not just Itadori. He he's a really I really like his character because he's just naturally strong. Yeah. And he'll punch somebody, and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, he didn't use any curse energy. Is he really mm -hmm. just that strong?" And he's just a nice person too. Like he just wants to protect his friends and his classmates. He's sweet. He's yeah. a good person. Yeah. What would you say? your favorite part of that first season is. For those of you who have not watched the anime or you've watched like maybe one episode and kind of got turned off on it, go push it a little bit further. It definitely ramps up. It definitely gets a lot better. And the further you get into the season, it just mm -hmm. gets so much better. But what would you say that your favorite part of the season I is? think I have two, and it's like for two different reasons. So there's this one episode where it's just about them playing baseball. I think oh, you know what I'm talking yes. about. So it's more of like a slice of life episode, even though like we've already seen all these characters like kicking butt and using all their abilities. But this episode, they're literally just changing pace and just playing a nice game of baseball. And I just remember they're using like Mekumaru as like the pitching machine. Remember he's like yes. shooting the baseballs and then they have Toto. He gets hit in the face with a baseball and they're all just like, nice pitch, nice pitch, like yelling at him. And I think it's Yuji actually. He's like, wow, Toto, like no one actually likes you at all really and he's like oh my god I have no friends like it's like so funny and I think I want to say my second one is actually towards the end the fight with Nobara and Yuji when they're fighting those two brothers and it's that one fight where it's animated really well and it's it actually goes to a song I just remember specifically there's like th this one part of the fight where it goes along with this guitar riff like you just hear this heavy guitar riff and it's changing between Yuji Nobara and yes. Yuji Nobara I remember that scene I was like this is easily gonna be like anime of the year just with that one fight alone. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's actually really cool that you bring that up because there were a few moments where there were fights or situations happening where a background track was mm -hmm. playing and it would go really well with those scenes. Mm -hmm. And so the utilization of the songs like actually in the anime was really well done. But you were kind of talking about the how popular the songs are one of my favorites is the first half of the season, the outro song. Oh, that's easily one of the best outro songs ever. I know, right? I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a jam. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all really, really good. The intros, the outros for, for both the first half and the latter half. But that first outro was just like, even like, the animation, like the it has like the pop of colors, like their cute little outfits. And it's kind of like the same thing, like the baseball scene where it's like, okay, so I've seen these characters at like their prime where they're like fighting and then now they're just like dancing and shopping. And it's like amazing to see that too. Uh, yes, yes. I love it when they have those moments where they can kind of, it, like where it's not all action, but it doesn't feel like it's a filler. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the episodes that seemed kind of filler they like served a purpose it wasn't mm -hmm. like a bad filler kind of like one piece will use some of their fillers as a driving point for the story mm -hmm. and i really like it when an anime does something like that i think it's really smart that they don't just make a bunch of episodes and then like a quarter of them are fillers, mm -hmm. you know? And even then, at the end of the episodes, I know some of the episodes have those, like, little two-minute scenes. Yes, like, like there's those. that one where they, I think they told Gojo that um, Megumi was getting, like, hit on by a woman, and they all go, like, 
formation B or something like that. And they're like chasing after him. I loved that one. It's just like little things like that. It's like a two minute scene just to like wrap it all together. It's not filler. It's just to like add on to the episode, like a little cherry on top. Right, Demon Slayer would do that, but like mm -hmm. the Taisho era Yes! You know, like, <laughs> I love that one with, with Mitsuri and her sword. They're like, wow, do it again. And she's like putting her little ribbon sword together. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. We don't have a Demon Slayer episode, so I definitely want to get one of those out. I think it would be cool <laughs> to, to have you on for that. So the world of Jujutsu Kaisen is really interesting because it's a world where there are these people with, I guess it's like an innate ability to be able to see curses. Mm -hmm. They develop these abilities called curse techniques. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not too sure, maybe you know a little bit more because you read the manga. So are curse techniques something that somebody is born with or is it something that they develop like do you have do they have to develop some people can be born with them like gojo for instance like his technique was it's actually a technique that's not brought for like another hundred years or something like that so that's why gojo's regarded as so strong because that's only birthed in his clan i can't remember what his clan is called but it's something similar to megumi's clan that zenin clan it's right. a very similar clan so even like Megumi's clan, like they're all born with different techniques. And unfortunately, how we were talking about Maki earlier is one of the unfortunate few that doesn't happen to have any techniques. But Megumi actually ended up getting like one of the better techniques. And you know, it's up to them to kind of like perfect it. It's almost like, I want to say almost similar to Naruto. It's like, you know, they just kind of have to like yeah. hone on their technique and like figure it out and kind of make it their own thing. Even like One Piece, it's like, I, I know in One Piece they're not born with it. It's like they have to eat the fruit, but it's like right. only Luffy could kind of figure out how to use the gum gum fruit the way he would. I don't think anyone else could probably use it the same way he would, you know? Right. It's funny because like, as soon as you said Naruto, I was thinking <laughs> that Maybe you could equate Maki with maybe Rock Lee, because Rock yes. Lee, I guess he's uh, Taijutsu, which is like more of a, it's a physical thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Maki, she can't use curse energy or even see curses, but that doesn't mean that she's not effective. Like yeah. she's really good. She's, she throws down She's on one of curses. the strongest people. And I think they even talk about that in the show because she's not on a higher grade of sorcerer. But when they start seeing how she fights, I think it's actually the fight with, oh my gosh, her name is slipping me now, but it's that one blue haired girl that's on the team with her sister, right. Amai, and the sister like lies to her. She's like, oh, Maki's not strong. And then the girl's fighting her and she's like, what was Mai telling me? Like, that she lied to me, like this girl's strong and she's not even like a high grade sorcerer. And yeah, Maki like jacks her sword. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she, like, yeah, she takes it, it and uses it on her own. Yeah. and. Yeah, her sister just has this resentment for mm -hmm. her. Maybe because she doesn't have this ability to use curse techniques, but she's still strong somehow, mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, that's really just all hard work on Maki's side. And I, I like how they have their teams kind of set up. I, I would say that Megami, Itadori, and Nobara? Nobara is, they're like what, like, ninja team eight or whatever yeah they're like the classic like go-to team it's funny because it does almost remind me of naruto when you're like first watching it it's like the setup is almost the same especially like the character dynamics and then you just get introduced it's almost like the shonen exams like i feel like the first yes. season of jujutsu kaisen it kind of reminds me of that i'm very particular when it comes to 
or an the, anime doing i think it's the tuning actually i think i messed it up it's tuning exams right or shonen i can't remember oh, now no, no, you're right. is it tuning, tuning? tuning i was like i'm thinking about it i'm like uh. I, I think that that's when you get like your first glimpse of oruchimaru mm -hmm. yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah no i know exactly what you're talking about and so that kind of makes me think of you know how there's anime they always have some sort of arc like mm -hmm. that where there's like you know, a tune-in exam or schools coming in to, to do like a competition Even My Hero, I think My, my Hero, Hero yeah. that was like the first season or the second season, like the, that whole arc where they have to fight each other in, right, in that stadium. Right. But I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen does that type of arc really well mm -hmm. because I feel like I've seen it so many times and so when it pops up, I'm kind of like... Like, oh God, here we oh go God, again. Here we go again <laughs> with the school festival arc. Mm -hmm. um, but this one was done really well. It's and they really throw down. What is? Oh my gosh! What's the really big muscular? Guy? Toto. Toto. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. to I love. Oh god! I love his introduction because with the Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> we're we're like you know he goes to fight Itadori and he's like okay before I fight you. What kind of woman do you like? And he's like, you know, oh yeah, you know, I like a thick woman, I like a Jennifer Lawrence type. He's like, you're my brother, like my. They best have friend. that like fake flashback where they're brothers at oh high school. Oh my gosh! Remember? <laughs> he has like this crazy hallucination. Like we've been friends since grade school or something I, and like and that. And he's he's like, like, what, what are you talking about? Yes, he he's so funny, and I actually really. I really liked him because mm -hmm. I thought he was just gonna be like kind of like that douchey character. Like a big buff muscly character that gets beat Ooh. up in like the first episode he's introduced or something like that. You know, right, right. Or like that one that like, you know, super strong and thinks that he's like better than everyone. Which, you know, he kind of gets, sometimes, you know, he'll kind of give you that vibe. You know, I guess he's just like that, you know, let me do my thing mm -hmm. and y'all do your, just don't get in my way. And I really like how he like made Itadori like a better fighter. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we'll do this. I'm not going to help you until you do this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, like he's actually like trying to like make him better. Yeah. And so I love that fight that they have against that that curse that special grade curse the flower one what was i think its name is like hanami it's like something like that right. i remember it has like the backwards speech and then they can finally like understand it after a certain point that fight was crazy too right yeah yeah so like i like how they did that they couldn't understand i guess like audibly what that curse was saying but somehow they understood it and they made it to the point to where like we could understand mm -hmm. them and yeah that so that fight between toto and itadori and, and the curse it was just like super cool mm -hmm. and the whole idea of domain expansion is really crazy mm -hmm. like that <laughs> that a really strong like curse or jujutsu sorcerer can like just pull in i guess their surrounding areas and people and that's like where they're their strongest like they they're not, not gonna lose in that moment but gojo doesn't care like he defies like the laws of domain expansion and itadori apparently just like will break into the, the things too what's the name of the character with the precision cuts nanami Nanami. Nanami, the one that works overtime, right? Yes. yes, he's amazing. I liked Nanami. He's like, oh man, I have to go into overtime now. And then the and guy's like, what like, do you mean? And he's like, oh, it's not a good thing for you. Like, oh my gosh. He like pulls down his tie. And I, I, I just thought it was really, 
interesting that he used a weapon that it was wrapped. Mm -hmm. It was a blade that was wrapped. He wasn't actually cutting anybody, you know? And he used to just be like an ordinary businessman and like, look at him now. It's like a crazy... Right, right. And I, I like his, his background. They kind of explain how he went from... Because he didn't want to do jujitsu sorcery. He was just like, ah, you know, kind of like what a drag type of... Yeah. You know? But then he kind of figured that he wanted to do it because... I guess like the the nine to five wasn't really like doing it for him. Yeah, and, and I think it finally hit him too that like he could be doing something a lot more with his time and like skill. Absolutely, and you know when he helped that girl in the. It's like a little bakery by yeah, his house. I thought it was like really sweet. It's really cool that when somebody is like feeling the effects of the curse of a curse, there's like an actual physical feeling that when that curse mm -hmm. is destroyed, it's like lifted. And there's definitely some real world stuff that could be like translated from it. Like when you're feeling down or feeling the weight of something on you, like mm -hmm. depression or even like anxiety, because some of these people will feel anxiety. Once that kind of curse is destroyed, that is lifted off of them. Mm -hmm. I kind of saw what they were going with when it came to those curses. Some of them are just like over the top crazy like the one that uses dna the one like the patchwork oh my god his name's gonna bother me i know who you're talking about though he's like the main villain of the season i think it's like mahito or something like a, with an m i can't remember though it's gonna slip my mind how he can like fuse humans with the curses and stuff like that he has like a crazy it's that his one right was so crazy yeah and i was so worried for anatomy because i was like Oh my gosh like don't let this guy mm -hmm. touch you because all he needed was to like to touch to like kind of i guess get a bit of that dna to kind of shift mm -hmm. it and yeah like i really felt bad for some of the characters like you know itadori befriended somebody that was kind of under the tutelage of that individual and was kind of bringing him out of it with friendship and just for him to you know in the end get turned into this just heinous creature i felt like really bad and this cause that itadori has he doesn't want to kill anybody but he knows that it's kind of in inevitable to happen mm -hmm. what would you say the relationship with itadori megami and nobara are how is their dynamic what would you say Nobara is like very out to make her own name you know mm -hmm. she wants to to be known for something her abilities are really cool she I guess she uses like curse tools or whatever yeah. with, so with a hammer and Megami is really the one that brings Itadori into the fold his abilities are really cool because he kind of he summons mm -hmm. and so Itadori is just like raw strength pretty much yeah so how would you explain their dynamic? Like they work together, but they're also kind of like, you know, he's like the puppy of the group, <laughs> yeah. the way, you know? They kind of remind me, and it's funny because I think Jujutsu Kaisen was a little before Chainsaw Man, but it's almost like that dynamic of like Chainsaw Man too, like the main characters. It's like Megumi is kind of like the older brother, like taking charge of the group, even though Yuji's probably the strongest in the group it's always Megumi that seems to be like in charge of the two little kids and I feel like it's really cute too because Nobra and Yuji almost like 
they share like one brain cell when it comes to like their actual personalities like they both just want to go shopping they both want to go eat they both just want to kill whatever the curse is get out of there so they can go eat and go shopping but they both just crack me up because they're always like pestering Megumi and if you've seen like Chainsaw Man it kind of reminds me of like that dynamic too where it's like Aki is the one that's like the big brother kind of a thing and he's watching power in Denji but it just cracks me up seeing that dynamic it's like something like I can almost like relate to it's like you know you almost have like the silly best friend and then the one that's like all right guys come on we gotta go do the job you know it's it's funny and especially because Gojo their mentor is like just as much of like the one brain cell kind of a thing character too right like he's like really goofy too mm -hmm. and it, I just find it so funny when a character is so strong and they're just like very <laughs> so like derpy. goofy like so derpy yeah and yeah, Gojo, just like that, that's his thing. He fits that bill. Mm -hmm. Like the rest of the characters, like Gojo will drive some of these like higher ups nuts because just some of the antics he does. Mm -hmm. He was the one that pretty much saved Itadori. Like they're like, he was like, you know, no, no, no. Let's just like get all the fingers together and we'll destroy him then, which even then, like, I mean, is the manga complete or is it still It's still ongoing. ongoing. So I'm feeling like knowing Gojo, at least in the first season, he might have a plan to not do that, you know? So we'll see. But I mean, at the end of, of this season, some of the fingers that the Academy had were taken. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's going to play like a major role in the second season. So I haven't started the second season yet. Tiffany has, but you know, we're not gonna really talk about the second season until it's out fully and that we can have like an actual conversation about it. But so how close is the anime to the manga art style? I think it's completely accurate. It's Mappa does such a good job with getting these manga panels completely accurate to the anime. I think more specifically actually with like Gojo specifically, because Gojo has so many scenes in the first season and even the second season i know you haven't gotten around to it yet but it's like for some reason with gojo it's like they really make sure every scene is like almost frame for frame like i know mappa's really good about translating um, manga to anime with no problem at all and even like i feel like things that wouldn't make sense if if that makes sense like when it's animated it's like they kind of take it to like a whole nother level like it, it's like they almost like upgrade the manga page if that makes sense like something that's just like a two panel page they make it this like amazing breathtaking scene on top of with the music the colors the animation they've been knocking it out of the park you know gojo he usually has his eyes covered with a blindfold but whenever you do see his eyes his eyes look very similar to clouds mm -hmm. it reminds me of clouds you know cloud has like that it's like the influence of the mako so his eyes gojo's eyes look very similar to that and i'm assuming that that's like all a part of his curse technique yeah and i know again like you haven't gotten to the second season but they do kind of explain that a little bit because it's more of like a prequel but there's certain scenes and mappa does a good job of animating it but when it almost looks like more cloudy it's because he's using his ability to like protect those around him and he can see like all around him but if you kind of see his eyes are just like a pale blue, he's not using it. But in the first season, since he's an adult, he's actually mastered it. So every time we see it, it's like that cloudy, almost like 
jeweled like it almost looks like a sapphire or something it's like so beautiful how they do it it's like right. the whole budget is on his eyes almost yes like super sparkly and blue it looks very fitting for his actual like curse technique because this curse technique it's so like cosmic and mm -hmm. when he used his domain expansion against the volcano curse i was just like what is happening right now what, what in the interstellar is happening mm -hmm. like he's just like dropped this thing i into, think like, he's a carrying yuji yeah. too like at the same time and even yuji's like what am i looking at like right, oh my god right. that would have been that would have like oh my god what's happening <laughs> But then he also like finds it like really, really cool. It, it seems like you have a finger on the pulse of manga and anime. So you feel like since Jujutsu Kaisen has come out that there has been like an uptick in anime consumption. Oh, I think so. I mean, even here, Anthony and I were just walking around the library that we're at and they have a whole shelf of manga. And yeah. I feel like if that was like, most of the people that are here are like young kids. And I'm like thinking back of like when I was a kid coming in the library, I don't think I ever saw manga, at least when I was into manga. I had to like order them online or go, I think back in the day was Borders or Barnes and Noble. You had to like right. special order them. Now it's like, oh, you could just come to the library and read them. Even the other day I went to Sawgrass and they had a bookstore. It wasn't even a bookstore, it was mostly manga in there and I was honestly kind of surprised to see how much manga was in there and they had like full sets, like things that I wouldn't even dream of seeing in real life, like they just have them there for sale and it's becoming like a huge thing now. Even like, I mean I know you can see me but I have like a bunch of anime tattoos and like it's more accepted now. Like, I, I feel like before it's like, okay, I have a Naruto tattoo. I feel like someone would be like, oh my God, why do you have Naruto tattooed? It's like, no, now it's like, that's the cool thing. Right, Everyone right. now, I feel like I go on my feet and it's like all I see now is just like, how can I consume this form in any way, you know? <laughs> so for those of you who can't see, <laughs> Tiffany has a really cool Naruto <laughs> tattoo. And those of you that, that have seen Naruto would know it's Jiraiya and Naruto sharing an ice cream and you know how significant that is <laughs> if you've seen naruto and she also has you know ponyo and inosuke so anime really has impacted over the years the more and more these newer anime have come out the animation has really blown me out, mm -hmm. of, out of the water like it's just even just like simple right. shows like these like little 12 episode shows it's like you don't think anything of it and like you go into it and it's like wow that's probably like the best anime i've ever seen and i had like no expectation going into it it's like they just seem to keep getting better and better right i was really surprised with jujutsu kaisen that this first season was like what 24 episodes yes so an anime of that quality having that many episodes it's not that common mm -hmm. anymore or at least demon slayer they don't want any fluff and they're just sticking to their like 12 to 13 episodes yeah and then you throw a movie in between and call it a day <laughs> right yeah which that that was really good i think that came out what earlier this year mm -hmm. that movie that's something that, that I would also like to talk Even about. Even Jujutsu Kaisen, remember they did Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the one with Yuta. It was like before Yuji joins the school. Did you see that one yet? Yeah. The, that uh, one's good with Yuta and Rika. It, it's like the guy right, that has the ring. Right, the guy mm -hmm. with the ring. And that he, one the, was good too. That The whole time it was like him that was keeping this individual mm -hmm. tied to the earth and that was a really good movie. For those of you that have seen Jujutsu Kaisen and haven't seen the movie, 
I recommend seeing the movie. It was really good. I don't know what it is. Like every time there's like a movie for an anime, like the animation is like, they make it very cinematic mm -hmm. or maybe it's just like the wide, it could like it, be. Yeah, it's like the, the you know, the It's made for like a theater, yeah. yeah. So, so it feels like very cinematic and it's a lot of action. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, that that's, it's an anime movie. You gotta you know, have you, something. You have to have something to keep somebody going. I'm not gonna, you know, it's hard to kind of sit for like an hour and 40 minutes if it's gonna be kind of like a typical anime mm -hmm. episode. So we've talked a little bit about like bits and pieces about the the plot but in a brief summary what would you say that the plot for this first season is at least at least for the first season i want to say like the first half you know we start off with yuji right he's not a curse user at the beginning he's just a normal high school student and he just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time yes. and his class i believe he's in that like paranormal right, it was yes. like a paranormal after school class they end up finding one of the fingers to sakuna which is a very crazy cursed vessel and that's where he runs into megami and megami explains it to him very briefly they have to find the finger it's a little too late for his friends but he's able to save the day and he, funny enough, ends up just eating one of the fingers to stop the curse from happening and taking over the school. Right. And that's kind of where our plot starts because in doing so, the cursed vessel Sakuna takes over his body and that's when Gojo comes in and it's like a whole thing about Yuji kind of fighting the vessel of Sakuna and they end up realizing that Yuji's probably the only one that can handle Sakuna. Right, so, like reel him in. Yeah, yeah that was kind of crazy. I loved that yes. scene too where like Gojo's like, oh, we're about to fight right now. Like, like, you know? He's like, give me 10 minutes. You know, yeah, like, like, I'm the strongest. <laughs> like, don't worry, we got this. But yeah, I think it's more about like them realizing Yuji can handle Sakuna as the vessel. And they kind of make it a mission like, okay, we need to find all these fingers, have Sakuna as a whole. And then unfortunately they're kind of just using Yuji as like cattle for slaughter because eventually right, he does right. know that he will be killed once Sakuna's vessel is complete. So at this point in the series, it's more so about them completing Sakuna as a vessel. And then we also have the the villain towards the second half. I cannot remember his name, but I remember Geto is one of them, the guy with the scar. They have, we have the volcano guy. I can't think of his name either, but we have those other guys that- it Reminds me of Squidward. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but they, they're pretty much coming in to either steal Yuji or steal the fingers. They, they're trying to prevent Sakuna from becoming a vessel again, because they know Sakuna is one of the strongest cursed users that ever lived. Right. So yeah, I would say, so this first season establishes who the characters are and builds their relationships with each other and not just the main i guess four mm -hmm. you would say everybody on the outside there's a different grades of people that were like jujutsu sorcerers yeah so I, I think there's actually an episode where you can even like they have a physical chart and you can see i think in the beginning it's actually like toge is one of the strongest of cursed speech users right i, I think it, it goes from one to four Four? Something like that. And then they right. also have like special. Yeah, they have like A, B, like something like that. I know Gojo's like considered like a huge special grade sorcerer where he's like one of the stronger ones. I think Nanamiya is also considered one too. He's just like on a completely like other scale. 
So I kind of looked up what Jujutsu Kaisen meant. Mm -hmm. I was like, what does Jujutsu Kaisen mean? And it actually means sorcery fight, mm -hmm. which it makes sense because uh, the, these characters are called Jujutsu Sorcerers and that's what they use. They call it curse techniques or curse energy, but at the end of the day, it's magic. You know, mm -hmm. it's a type of magic that's used kind of like with Avatar The Last Airbender. They call it elemental bending, but it's magic. Mm -hmm. So that's the same with this. So I, I was like, what is that? I'll, I'll like sit and I'll stew on the meaning of something. So I was just like, let me look that up. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. that, that's actually that, cool. Yeah, that, that, that name, it fits really well. Like, it was a well-picked name for how it exists in this show. For somebody that might not be actively like paying attention as they're watching it, it it's easy to miss it. But in this show, there's the Jujutsu Sorcerers, the like good ones, there's the curses, and then there's like the bad Jujutsu Sorcerers that kind of use curses and stuff mm -hmm. or kind of, you know, work alongside them. So it's almost like easy to mix them up with each other. Like, that's a curse. Oh wait, no, that's a Jujutsu Sorcerer. Like, I don't, you know, especially with some of those higher grade curses mm -hmm. where I was like, okay, that's a curse or is that a Jujutsu Sorcerer, you know? So, but you go to find out that they're curses, but they just somehow they can speak, you know, they're, they're kind of lucid to the world and they can, like I said, they can speak and think. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that dynamic was interesting, especially with, I think that only, there's only a couple of them or like two or three of them that are actual like Jujutsu sorcerers and like the rest of them are curses. Mm -hmm. We talked a bit about Yuta and that he uses, he, he kind of has like this like innate strength or like the strength that he's built up and he had to learn how to use curse energy and you know, he has, you know, Sukuna inside him that, I mean, honestly, if like things get really bad, he unleashes, but he tries not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cause he but, doesn't know what he's gonna do. I'd like to talk a little bit about the other two in his team, Megami. His ability is, his curse techniques are really, really cool. They, it's like summoning. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I don't remember what it was called again, but it was, they had a name for it. Each one is different because it depends on which one he's summoning. Like he has like the, I think it's like demon dogs. Cause in the beginning he has like two dogs. There's like a white one and a black one. White, he has right. like a, or an owl, like that giant. And I think that one actually has a different name too. It's like not an owl, it's like something else, but it is almost like an owl. He even has like the elephants. He has like yes, a bunch of different yes. ones. And then he even gets one towards the end. It's like a giant, Oh my god it's gonna bother me and even when he's fighting someone towards the end of the season and he creates his own broken kind of like infinite void where it's like almost like shattering but it kind of works oh yes mm -hmm. like it was it was his like dimension right right mm -hmm. his domain expansion yes right right that was really cool so he can use weapons like he's a decent weapon fighter but would you say that his specialty is those summons i think so because he works more so with his cursed energy and i think now more than anything he's probably going to use that to his advantage because i think he's already like very skilled with weapons especially because he's from the same clan as maki so they've been training together at the school so he's always going to have that to fall back on like being able to train with maki and yes. the rest of his classmates but i think 
because that's like a skill all his own, his curse technique, he's probably gonna start like using that for his own advantage and like, okay, I need to really start working on this because him and Yuji, even though it's like not really ever stated, it's like they almost have like a little rivalry going on. Like I need to be stronger than him. And I, it's not even more so like a rivalry. It's like, I need to be strong so I can protect him in these moments. Cause right. in that one fight where he does use his domain expansion, he was about to lose to this like, low grade cursed i think it was like just like an object or something like that and he he ended up winning by like the skin of his teeth with his like domain and then it's like crazy how far he's kind of come because it was like even shattering and he was able to hold it without even being taught how to properly do it he, he's definitely progressed through the series but he did come to that realization and even like sekuna was like why are you kind of holding back? You're kind of wasting your abilities. And he came to that realization that I'm going to start pushing myself to be like better. That's what Itadori is doing. And that's what even like Nobara, she like pushes herself too. Like she had like that really cool moment in the school competitions, like from the, it was like the Tokyo school. And oh yes. The... She's fighting like the, the girl on the broom. Yes. <laughs> The, the one in the broom, she gave me like Sabrina vibes. Mm -hmm. you know? It was almost like Kiki's delivery service, yes. but she was like crazy. <laughs> exactly. like, I guess that's her technique. But she's like pretty smart with her abilities. So hers, I guess, is it's centered around the hammer and that hammer that she has yeah. in the nails. Yeah, because she originally grew up in like the, the kind of like farmland. Like she's right, never really right. been in the city. So I think she kind of perfected like what she could get a hold of. So she uses this little hammer and some nails. And she also has like some little jokey toys too. Because for instance, that witch fight that she's fighting the girl in the broom, Remember when she finally gets her down, she has like this huge toy hammer because she oh, even tells her, yes. she's like, if I use my hammer, you're going to die right now. So she uses the toy hammer to just like get her unconscious, essentially. Right, to like hold, to pretty much hold back. Like mm -hmm. she didn't want to kill this individual. Yes, there's so much in this season that we could unpack. I know. And, you know, it's... But that, that's not really, like, the, the purpose of this podcast is that, you know, I want to get in and I want to, like, do a dive on, like, the important stuff and, like, you know, some of the, the, the background stuff. And so I definitely like your outlook on this anime and your input reading the manga. So I didn't even know that you read the manga. So, <laughs> yes. like, you're even more prepared for this episode than I thought that you were. I mean, not that you weren't. You know, it's I like, knew how that. dare you? Uh, just Tiffany coming up and showing me up on my own podcast. So no, you know, no, no, I'm just kidding. I that's the thing. I need to refresh. Like, I feel like I'm just like pulling out what I can remember. I feel like I need to go back and like reread it. I've just been reading what's coming out, and it's been insane. Well, there's a lot on this anime. It's really good down to the animation. We kind of talked about some of the themes, especially behind the curses and some of the representations of those curses and that each of these characters kind of have like their own things that they have to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know, Dory, Megami, no Nobara, even like all the other auxiliary characters, secondary characters, they all mm -hmm. kind of have their own part that they fit into this. And there was even that like stretch where Itadori wasn't even part of the group. He didn't join them until like that whole school competition arc. There's so much about this anime that really like impacted me. And not just that it was over the top action packed, but just the way that it looked, the art style was really good. It was animated really good. 
the utilization of the music, the character, the character growth was just, I thought that it was like really top notch storytelling. And for those of you, like I said, like if you haven't watched this anime, then I would give it a chance. Even if you watch the first couple of episodes, push through it, it gets better. Watch that, watch the, the movie and, you know, start on season two or wait <laughs> till it finishes. And so that's kind of my last thoughts on it. Do you have any last thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen that you would like to impart on the dear listeners of <laughs> Project Ecology? No, I mean, honestly, what you said was great. I think definitely if you haven't given it a chance, it's worth the hype. It's one of those few that's actually worth the hype. Everything about it is just amazing. Like, I think within maybe the first five episodes, if you're not already, like, gotten your attention grabbed by it, you know, that's you. But, <laughs> you know, I think everyone else... It's an easy watch. It's just so attention grabbing. And like, honestly, if I were to rewatch it again, I think I could do it in like two, three days because it's just so action packed. It's such a good show. Even the movie, I could rewatch the movie, no problem. It's such a good, just a little watch. You know, I think it's not even an hour and a half. It's really good. Yeah. Everything it about was, it. Uh, the animation, I feel like the movie, the animation, the movie just like mm -hmm. steps it up a notch. I'm like, oh. Okay. It's already good. And then they just like, took it like a tier higher. They were right. like, all right. <laughs> And the story is cool. The introduction of Yuda and was it Yuda and Rika's the Rika, ghost, yeah, yes, the yes. little spirit that's with him. So I thought that was really cool and kind of that connection that he had with her and with the past. That was sad, but yeah, it, it is was... sad and like it kind of gets you thinking about like more of their universe. It's like how many other people are like Utah, where it's like right, something right. terrible has happened to them and now they have to live with like a, almost like a cursed. Or, or something like an object. It's like, you never know. Even like, what's it called? I feel like some of the characters in the show are kind of like that, like maybe something happened to them and that's why they're affected and maybe they have these cursed techniques. It's like, we don't know. And maybe we'll get more of like a background on them. But Utah's kind of like the first deep dive where it's like, geez, something traumatic happened to him and now he he's a cursed technique user. And before he was just a normal kid, just with like his crush, right, you know, right. it's like so sad. And there was moments in the show where they fought these things that looked like curses, but they were actually people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there's... You yeah, just never uh, know. It, it really kind of builds onto that. So, but yes, thank you so much, <laughs> Tiffany, for imparting your knowledge. We're going to definitely have you on this show again. You know, we're going <laughs> to... We're like, yay! We're going to have that Sailor Moon episode and... We gotta you know, do a Demon Slayer one now. Yes, you gotta do one now. Absolutely. So I have a few that I have planned out. I have a Monster Hunter one that's gonna be next. And then I'm gonna be talking about Twitch after that. That's gonna be the following episode. But thank you all for listening to another episode of Project Geekology. And we were so graciously joined by Tiffany and she will be back in the future along with some others. I have other guests that are gonna be on the show. And if you enjoyed this episode, give us a nice five-star review if your podcast platform allows you to. And join us on our socials at Ecology on X or Twitter and Project Ecology on Instagram. You know, if there's anything that you want to add or if you want to join the conversation, join us on there. Give us your thoughts and whatever. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and we will be back with another episode. Thank you. Bye. Yay. We did it.